0: what is up everyone and welcome to episode 420 of combos court a sunday episode if you will that's right bringing you an episode right here on this sunday happy sunday to everyone who listens to combos court across the globe shouts to baby combo he's in the building man baby combo you want to talk to him okay maybe not today's show is a recording from the mvp podcast hosted by max Van Auken, yours truly was the guest on this one. We discuss, is SGA a top 10 NBA player? Bowl, bowl, Katie's recent comments, and more. Shouts to Max, shouts to the MVP podcast, shouts to the Believe podcast network, intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it.
1: luca don't do it too long. all right we are on the record andrew Combo salo how are you in the polo looking fresh
0: <laughs> oh you know how i do it when i'm talking basketball and everything else with Max Van Auken, i got to be in full effect so the polo was in order
1: right right of course how could you not how could you not now i feel like i'm the one that's underdressed but it's all good it's all good it's usually
0: it's- not the case right
1: yeah I did- you're, you're you're usually you're usually the one overdressed i'm usually the one underdressed <laughs> i like to dress to impress it's a motto i picked up in the seventh grade okay okay yep especially the seventh grade that's when things started to change so okay grade the world had me the seventh grade I had the world but uh anyway yeah I'm packing man I'm getting ready to go back to Florida so you know I only have a few things that I don't have in a suitcase at the moment so the hoodie is the go-to and I'm about to watch Starbucks soon so you know it's getting a little breezy out there but all that being said combo I have some things to throw at you today there's a lot
0: well throw it at me I actually would like to ask you since your time in LA is coming to an end Yes, sir. Can you give me a brief overview of what you learned with your
1: experience at Fox Sports? Uh, Look at that combo. Uh, Well, I appreciate the question, sir. I've learned a lot. Uh, First of all, in this industry that you and I are in, I've noticed that it's not just about uh, like what you see on TV. You know, you have to understand the business side of things. You have to understand like the production side of things. For example, like just being able to work on the herd and cutting tape. So when you watch it on air and you're putting on The herd, or you're putting on Speak or you're putting on Undisputed and it's like, man, as soon as they start bringing up Tom Brady and you see a Tom Brady clip, like there's so many people working on getting that tape and making sure like things that you don't think about that just are popping up on the show or a soundbite or an interview or a highlight. Like there's so many people, so many hours go into bringing that product to life. And it's pretty yeah. crazy. So, learning the nuances of that and appreciating those type of things, because without those people, the production doesn't look the way it does, um, has been eye opening. And then from like what I'm interested in the most, the talent perspective. I don't even like using the word talent, but that's what the industry calls it, right? Talent. So, uh, from that perspective, the like I know you and I do a lot of pre production for this show, right? So we can relate to what we see with uh, like the herd, for example. Colin does two, three hours of like pre-production like it's insane like the, his work ethic is incredible and you look at speak and um their production meetings with joy and Acho and going over topics and whatnot like it was just really cool to see their thought process through things so that was a really cool experience if that um answers your question i know i want a little bit of a rant
0: is it a collaborative when they're making topics between the talent and the people behind the scenes
1: it depends on the format of the show so for um speak yeah it is like they'll bring up certain hey maybe we should talk about this Mm. and then the talent goes over it okay here's my take on this what's your take on this okay how does that how do our opinions mesh together would that be you know what i mean is that good television uh like colin show for example he's on air for three hours and it's him even though he may have guests he may have um different segments like the herdline news with j mac shout out to j mac but it's a lot of his thought process so it's kind of like him thinking about things that are interesting him and then we can pitch in and provide some things that may uh enhance that and so it's really cool that's why it's like it's interesting to see the different elements it's like different strategies before a fight it's like you if you're everyone's a different fighter so your strategy if you're mike tyson is different than muhammad ali so it's like how do you appeal to what their strengths are and so i've been able to kind of just be a fly on the wall and take a little bit of that apply it to the podcast and you know just try to be the best person i can be combo
0: when you win the morning you win the day had nothing to do with what you said, but I heard everything you said, and I'm glad you learned a lot with your experience at pre- Fox Sports. Um, I-, I watched a bad. I watched the Magic basketball this morning.
1: Bobo has been balling.
0: Yo, he did a floater first of all, which is a so-called small man shot, and it looked really nice. He missed the floater, grabbed mm-hmm. his own rebound, put back dunk. Like he does some incredible things. And then there was one time in transition, he looked very KD-like. like, like he looked like he was moving at a speed he wasn't even moving at in the past, you know, like, man, he's incredible when you watch his highlights.
1: Yeah. And it doesn't take like rocket science. When you watch the game, you're like, Oh, that guy just looks different. Like he's so lanky and he's like, uh, he's just a different character. And I was looking up his stats. Obviously he's playing a bigger role this season than he's played in his whole career. Like his career, regular season, he's averaging four points, right? Like two rebounds, not really getting, the opportunities that you'd like to see and now with the orlando magic the guy's playing more minutes than he's ever played he's averaging 12 points he's averaging eight rebounds he's averaging two blocks a game he's shooting 62 percent from the field i got the stats pulled up here uh like he's he's everything you would want him to be like if we gave him this opportunity and he's shooting 86 percent from the free throw line which is very impressive 40 percent from three so like his efficiency is what's been standing out to me because not only is he getting more minutes he's making use of those minutes
0: yeah, all those numbers are great. But what stands out to me is when you watch him play and those incredible highlight plays. I mean, he just looks like an absolute unicorn when we overuse that word in today's NBA. 7 1, the way he moves, his skill set, his touch, his passing ability. He really has it all. And he's just that video game type player. It's just going to be interesting to see how. Um, how they use him in a functional way for a winning NBA team but I hope they could find a way because he's such a fun player and I think he'll be a fan favorite for years to come
1: yeah and now Orlando's in a really good position and I know it's when I say that there's someone that's not like not everyone watches Orlando Magic Basketball we'll be honest like if you're not a real top team in the NBA not as many people watch you if you are in a smaller market not that many people watch you but if you look at Orlando, you can at least say, even if you're not an Orlando Magic fan, like most people say, oh, I really like Paulo. Like he's really, really good. So that's awesome that you have a rookie of the year. And most people think of the, okay, they have a nice young core though. And so like they may not be winning right now, but adding Bol Bol to the young core that you already have, I feel like it gives Orlando more options and it makes them a little bit more appealing. So are they winning right now? No, but not every team that's losing has the young core Orlando does. So like you feel a little bit more optimistic about their future because of the players they have.
0: Yeah, Suggs showing flashes. Obviously, Paulo and Franz are the guys you're going to build around. You know, on defense, they have issues, but they show effort at the same time, which I really like. So, yeah, they're definitely trending in the right direction.
1: Yeah, and now, I I forget, we I know we talked about it on this podcast about possibly tanking for Victor, but not using the word tanking, but... Someone told me that even if they were the worst team in the NBA, is it just because they already had the number one pick last year that their odds significantly... No, no, that's
0: no, that's any team that, you know, for the number one pick. But, you know, there's Scoot, and there's a lot of other good players in the top five. So it's a really great draft class. But just because you're in last place doesn't mean that your chances are so crazy to get Wemby. And they changed that because they tried to alleviate tanking. Yeah, they tried. They tried. Well, I mean, look, I mean, is playing great. Utah is doesn't even seem like a tanking team at this point. Yeah. Um, some of the better teams look like when they weren't even trying to tank that they're in a direction where they're not even going to make the playoffs. So, I mean, I don't see anybody tanking hard right now, but it's still very early in the season. And when you start seeing trades or these injuries that are kind of like, uh, like we- these weird injuries that come out of nowhere, like, um, mm. you know, that happens sometimes. but it is what it is we might see some tanking as the season goes on but it doesn't really feel like anybody's tanking at this current point i mean the magic are playing hard you know they have their issues with spacing they have their issues with defense they have their issues with game management when the game is on the line so you know i don't see any too crazy tanking right now um i've talked about this in the past and adam silver actually mentioned it this year but he said he wasn't serious They didn't take the idea super seriously, but he mentioned it, which means they put some thought into it. Have the worst team in the league be regressed to the G League like they do in Europe.
1: Oh, that's a little. I don't know. I don't like that. I don't like it. Well, you're
0: you're, you're a traditionalist.
1: No, but that's the thing. I would say I'm usually not. Like, I'm usually like all four. I even said, let players choose where they want to get drafted. That eliminates tanking you know, together.
0: The bad thing is, is that the league is all about the star players. And then, like, let's say if the Magic regressed to the G League, first of all, we'd be a G League podcast. Nothing wrong with being a G League podcast. But, and second of all, Paulo would be in the G League. That wouldn't be great.
1: Yeah, and then you're <laughs> losing teams every year. What'd you say? Wouldn't you be losing teams every year?
0: No, no, no. The championship G League team moves up.
1: Nah, I'm not for that one. Yeah, that's what what they do in Europe. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's in Europe.
0: Actually, it's (laughs) in some leagues. Because when I was playing overseas, like there were some teams, the goal of the team was to stay in the league. Like, and they'll tell you that our goal is to stay in the league this year. So they're fighting. They might not be as much. They might not have as much money as the other teams. They might not have as much talent, but they're fighting hard to win those games because they want to stay in their league.
1: Yeah, I mean, I understand the the thought process behind it, but I don't know if it would serve the NBA well.
0: Okay. So what's a great way to alleviate tanking, Max Van Oken? Let
1: players choose where they want to get drafted. Now there's stipulations that you add to that though. So if the number one overall pick, say Victor chooses the Knicks, obviously Scoot couldn't then say, I want to go to the Knicks. So you can't have it where it's simultaneous like it can't be sequential. So this person can't choose where the first pick is going right out the gate. So every team has to have a player. So if you're later on in the draft or, You're later on in the order, like there'll be an overall consensus on who the top 30 players are in the first round. So if you're the third person in the draft and your two teams that you wanted to go to are off the board, that means you can't choose those two teams anymore. But what it initially does, it allows these forces, these franchises in the NBA to say, okay, we are now making a pitch to the best up and coming players. No one's going to want to come here if we're poorly ran, if we're dysfunctional and we don't get any type of reward for losing. So we don't have to lose to get the best player doesn't give us the best chances anymore. If anything, it hurts us. And what I would say to that too, because most people are like, Oh, everyone would choose the warriors or everyone would choose the best team in the NBA. That's not true. Because if you're a point guard and you want to get that big payday and you're the best in the world, you're not going to choose the golden state warriors. You're not going to play. If Steph Curry is there, you're going to choose a team that really needs a point guard. Or you can look at the Orlando magic. Okay. I can get a big payday right there. I like the young core. I just feel like it would be better for everybody and it would force franchises to be held accountable. Like, we all wanted Zion with the Knicks. Imagine if he chose the Knicks. Like, we would be a better world right now. Knicks fans would be happy. I think the rest of the world would enjoy that more. Granted, I like what the Pelicans are doing and I like the young core that they have. But let's be honest. Zion with the Knicks would have made the world a better place. Yes. Yes. All right. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And I know that's get, that gets pushed back initially. Every person, I, I uh, threw this idea at Dante Marcatelli. He wasn't having it whatsoever. I was like, okay, that's all right. <laughs> no, it's, that's, that's why.
0: Shouts to Dante, <laughs> man. out to Dante.
1: But uh, Yo, you yeah. know who's
0: everywhere, bro, when it comes to broadcasting games, podcasts, media? Who? Vince Carter. Like, I was watching a Hawks game. He's commentating that game. Then I'm watching a uh, Magic game. He's commentating that game. I see him on YouTube. He's like got a referee on his podcast, and you see him on NBA t- uh, Today as well. Like, shout to wanted, him, man!
1: Nine. he's not on the Max Van Alkken podcast, which pisses me off. I'm gonna be honest with you. So I'm uh, to call out Vince a little bit in a respectful... Vince,
0: come on the show. He you could, you could come on the Believe in Magic Combos Court and Max Van Alkken Pod Dude, anytime.
1: He's from Daytona Beach. That's my city. Well, he's I mean, everywhere.
0: He's he, his he's best.
1: Every- were my coaches. They are my coaches. I talk to them on the daily, and I'm like, okay, listen here. What is going on with Vince? Get him on the pod. I've interviewed him when he was playing for the Hawks, and I I think that was his last season, Uh, and I interviewed him there, and he he was awesome. He was nice in the interview, but I'm like, Vince, what does it take to get you on a local podcast? Like, what's going on here?
0: You're not local. You're international, Max.
1: Thank you. But locally, as in his town, like I'm in your home uh, city.
0: Got you, got
1: you. your coach is on. I've even we're, had his- we're, we're,
0: oh. always, we're always global, never
1: local. Remember that, Max. World tour, not your girl's tour. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> come, on, Combo. come on, Combo. But listen, I got an interesting- Listen <sighs> to this. And there's a lot of- There's like four or five things I want to hit on. We already hit on the magic. Jordan Poole needs to start for the Golden State Warriors and I looked this up when he is starting for the Golden State Warriors shout out to stat news they give you you the random facts I'm not going to take credit for this he's averaging 29 points per game last night off the bench he had two points the game before that he had like 36 so he's clearly more effective in the starting lineup and now I'm not one to just rush to change everything up when things aren't going well but like we're seeing Steph just scored 50 points and you're still losing. And this isn't the first time he's had an amazing performance and they're still losing. And I would really blame the defense for that, for the Golden State Warriors. Their defense, they can't guard a chair. But at this point, you have not won a game on the road. And you're the defending champs. Like something's got to change. And so if you see one of your players who you just gave a big payday, by the way, being clearly being more effective in the starting lineup, wouldn't you give that more of a chance?
0: Okay. So I know we.
1: I know we love First him. of all,
0: I mean, it's, it's, not a, um, it's not a bad idea because you have to change something. So you got to start changing things now and moving things around. And he's obviously super talented. They paid him a lot of money. I do think the way he plays, according to conventional wisdom, would be the six-man type player. More of like a bucket getter. Maybe not the greatest defender. Maybe not the greatest game manager. But I'm not mad at it because look at their current situation. And he's one of their most talented scorers. And there has been a regression with Draymond and Jordan Poole, but I had this tweet and I actually posted it to the reels, which got some negative comments and some positive comments. But it's all good, you know. I appreciate everybody that comments on my IG reels. But I said Katie and Steph haven't regressed in terms of their uh, Katie and Steph haven't regressed in terms of their individual ability. The league is just evolving at a rapid pace, and what they do doesn't move the needle quite as much as it used to. How do you feel about that?
1: Now, when you say move the needle... In terms of winning. Do you it, think that because they can't affect the game as much as they used to in terms of winning, or do you think it's their team is just really bad defensively?
0: Because they're doing what they always done, but the league got better.
1: I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, I, I don't. I, now... I will say, though, this is probably now. okay. so you credit the Warriors really bad defense to the league improving.
0: Okay, they're missing some players and they traded some players away or whatever. Let them go. That's making them, um, you know, Otto Porter is not playing right now. And um, uh, GP2 was big for them. Look, that's part of the reason their defense hasn't been as good. But I do think the league in terms of depth, like I told you this before, the average NBA player is closer to the star than ever before. The coaching is better. The worst teams are better. You know what I mean? We thought Utah was going to be a bad team. We thought OKC is going to be a bad team. There's not as many bad teams, not as many nights off. And the league is just continuing to improve. And these guys are not declining. They're just staying where they are. They're great. But them on a team just doesn't mean as much as it used to.
1: I think you're right. I do think you're right. And I would add this, too. And I know people don't like this because he's beloved. And I love this guy, too. I love Klay Thompson. But there's a dip. Like, there's definitely oh, a. Oh, yeah. Like,
0: I mean, he's not back to his old self.
1: I don't know if we will get him back to his old self. I, I don't I mean, think we will. He suffered a lot of injuries here. He's getting older. I'm not blaming him for it, but I'm looking here. I know I'm like an analytics guy now, right at this podcast, but he's shooting 35 from the field, 35% field goal percentage. That's not efficient. And he's shooting 33% from three and 81% from the free throw line. So, like, I'm not even getting the shooting, Clay Thompson. And I understand shooters have slumps, but like he's not even doing usually what he does exceptionally well to his standard. And so the things that he doesn't do well necessarily aren't are only getting worse. So if the things that you're good at aren't as good as they used to be. And the things that you weren't good at are getting worse. I feel like we're seeing a reclining player, declining player.
0: Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been who he was before the season. The guy who could score 38 points at a quarter, right? I mean, yeah he was a better defender back then. Um, He was more athletic. The shot was more consistent. His old game was more consistent. He still shows flashes of the old clay Thompson, but can he get to a point where he's doing it on a consistent level? Only time will tell, but as of right now, it's not looking at it, but I hope for him, he does get back to that. You're a glass half full
1: guy. And I appreciate that about you. Well, I've
0: been, you know, I've been through three knee surgeries, so I'm pulling for him. I know how it is to miss playing basketball for that amount of time. So You know, um, look, he won a championship after his knee surgery. So this is a successful story, no matter what, you know,
1: 100%. Like everyone everyone has to Father time is undefeated. I mean, look at Braun. I hate to say that. He's literally like my favorite person in the world.
0: And that's my point. Father time is undefeated, (laughs) even when you're not the one declining, because everything is always getting better. You know, that was my point with that tweet. And people, some people thought I was crazy and some people agree with me.
1: You're not crazy. No, I agree with you. Uh, the next person I want to get into is Kevin Durant. So I know you saw this, right? He went on Chris. He talked to Chris Haynes. Well, I,
0: I mean, I, when he said that, I thought of you because that's right up your alley with the yeah. KD leadership thing.
1: Come on, man. Like, this is exactly what I've been talking about, but I will add this. I do appreciate how like raw and authentic he is. Like, I think he's being hundred percent honest, which I do appreciate. I think a lot of people give you the answers you're supposed to say, but they don't really mean it. I do appreciate his honesty but I, I think the timing is the interesting part of this. I don't think it's a coincidence that he decided to do this podcast and say these things when he said them. I feel like there's going to be a, a little bit of a mix-up because now the same around the same time, for one, Kyrie Irving's not back, but there's reports that he's close to being back. Ben Simmons, there's a report. everything gets leaked for a reason. There's leaks that Ben Simmons is uh, frustrating a lot of the people within the organization, his um, ability on the court. He hasn't lived up to that. Uh, his injuries they're wondering if he could play through certain things so there's a lot of frustrations growing with Ben and then he completely roasts his players in the lineup and granted he may be i don't right, know about
0: i don't know i don't know if it was a complete roast to be fair but but if you want to be a great leader, you can't say things like that at the same time.
1: That's what I'm saying. And if you want to be held in the same sense as the best player in the world, yeah, of course, you're going to get credit when you win. You're the man. But if, at the same time, when you lose, you have to be held accountable. And the first thing that he does is explain why he's not winning like, oh, because of this and oh, because of them. And look at that. Start- I'm like, come on, man. That's what I'm talking I about. I see
0: what you're saying. I see what you're saying.
1: Come on man. That's like it just was so frustrating. I think he's going to get I don't know if he gets traded, but there's going to be a major move happening soon in Brooklyn.
0: Oh yeah. I agree. I mean, this can't last. Especially after those comments. No, like you know you know what'll happen. We'll forget about the comments for a little bit, but the players, the people within that organization will not forget those comments and then we'll see a trade eventually. So, it yeah. might not it might not happen right now, and then they might even win a few games here and there, you know, but, yeah. but he'll be traded eventually.
1: Thank you. Combo. I, I just was curious to see what your thoughts were. I don't that.
0: think it was a complete roast though. When you, I don't think it was a complete roast. I think to be, and I honestly, I think he was right, but to be a great leader, you can't say things like that at the same time.
1: I, would, I just feel like that would be us having a podcast. You know what I mean? Like we do. And you know, we have better producers, you know, and we work for a better radio station. We put on a better show. It's like, what? Like, How do you think the producers and the radio stations going to feel?
0: Yeah, yeah. No I, no, I see what you're saying. No, for sure. But also, that's a different relationship with the players that you're playing with, right? The producers would be the front office or the organization. Your players are almost like your co-hosts.
1: Okay. Right. Am I getting
0: too oh, deep? I, I'm, I'm probably thinking a little too deep into this.
1: Yeah, that's like combo. I go on a radius. You know, if I had a better co-host on the Believe in Magic, it'd be a better show. Like, what? You're not gonna want to record with me. But-
0: <laughs> what? <why, why? laughs> Imagine you just see a new co-host next week. Yeah. <laughs>
1: nope. Uh the next thing I want to throw at you, SGA. I saw Kendrick Perkins oh, yeah. out. Uh, is he a top 10 player in the world? Does he need to be in that conversation? The dude is averaging 32, four and five. The Thunder obviously aren't an elite team, so I feel like that may be a huge reason why we don't talk about it a lot, but he's producing. So what have you been making of SGA this season?
0: Well, if he's not a top-10 player in the league, he's playing like it. And I've talked about SGA's game for years now. What makes him so elite in the lane is the his footwork and deceleration. And he has a different kind of shot pro- profile than a lot of the best players today. He gets in the mid-range. Um, he His three-point shooting has improved and he seems to be even stronger and more athletic this season because mm-hmm. he is getting older and he's a very young player. So I love everything I'm seeing from him. And with him in the lineup, they will not be able to take. That's how good that guy is.
1: Do you think that his level of play is a like a quick burst of rhythm? Or do you think this is something that's sustainable throughout the season? Like this is the oh. SGA from now on.
0: Yeah, no, this looks like who he is from what I'm seeing. Oh,
1: So this is the emergence of
0: SGA. Well, he has been emerging, right? Just it's been a bump this season, but he's been really great when he plays, you know, it's just, it's in OKC. They're usually tanking. Then we talked about tanking before he has these injuries all of a sudden that, you know, this injury, that injury, and he's not playing anymore when he helps them win games. So he's been like this for a long time, actually. Uh, He was really good when he was young and he impacted winning on a Clippers team. And that was years ago already. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been a he's been a very talented player for a long time. He just took a leap this season because of the opportunity that he's in, and he's improving every year.
1: Yeah, and he's he is playing like a top ten player in the world right now. Like, if oh, you were yeah. to make right now, like just based off level of play, not like what you maybe, for example, LeBron James hasn't been a top ten player in the world this year, but I think he is a top ten player in the world. But as of right now, if you were to make a list off recent level of play, SGA would be in it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you'd have to be in it. Uh, another guy who would be in it. This is the last thing I'm going to throw at you, and then you could talk about whatever you want to talk about. Your favorite guy, the one and only. He's six I'll let you guess. He's averaging 31. Luka Doncic? No, 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 no. I know you like Luka. I think six seven actually. But anyway, uh, maybe he's eight. But anyway, so Tatum. 6'8",
0: averaging 31. Oh, Tatum.
1: Built the beans. Oh, T- <laughs> T- T- Tatum has
0: been watching my podcast probably. I don't know that for a fact. Maybe he's not watching, but I think he has been watching. I don't know it for a fact. And I think um, I got under his skin and made him mad, and he worked on the things that I was, you he's know. Balling. He was. Uh, it's because of, of me. It's because of me. Nah, shouts to Tatum. All jokes. Shouts to Tatum. He's doing great. Um, For those listening to this, I probably wasn't the highest on him as others over the years. But, um, you know, I want to see any young man play great. He, he see, works hard
1: at it. I love it. Now, here's the thing, though is he's an elite defender as well. Like, that's what I really like about his game. Like, offensively, he's skilled. but he could play elite defense as well. But uh, this Boston team actually hasn't been the best defensively, believe it or not. Offensively, they're clicking on all cylinders. Are you – I don't want to say coming around, because I understand you always thought he was a talented, good player. But like you said, maybe you've been a little bit more – Later to the to the party than other people when it comes to Tatum. Are you officially buying into what you're seeing from him now? Like, is he giving you everything you need to see? Or is there still a little uh, missing from his game?
0: I do think the future of the NBA is Luka Doncic and Anthony Edwards more than Jason Tatum. But that doesn't mean Jason Tatum. That doesn't Anthony mean... Tatum. Yeah, yeah, Anthony, first of all, Anthony Edwards has a, hasn't had a great start to the season, even though he killed the Magic yesterday.
1: That dunk uh, thing is a weird stat. Like, he well, got any- I
0: mean, I mean... Look, man, he didn't come into the season in the greatest, greatest of shape. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't Luka Doncic uh, like last year. It wasn't that bad of shape. But, um, you know, the spacing isn't good with Rudy and Cat. And he likes to get out on the open floor. He thrives in space. That's why I liked him so much in college, because I saw what he did in college, and I knew in the NBA game there'd be more spacing. Like, that was part of it. And the way they constructed this roster, it hasn't been – conducive to spacing. I think he's a future MVP. I still do. I mean, he's been coming around these last couple games. Like when you watch those flashes, he's different. Getting he puts a lot more pressure on the rim than Jason Tatum. Obviously Jason Tatum right now is a better player. I mean it's obvious. But I'm just talking about the future of the league. I look at guys like Luka Doncic and Anthony Edwards even more than Tatum. But look, a lot of great players didn't win a championship until they were 27. And I think Tatum is what, 25, 24? Something yeah. like that. And he already made a final. So, I mean, if you tell me Jason Tatum is going to be the future of the league, the future face of the NBA, I mean, I can't really argue that hard against you.
1: I think Jason Tatum is the more consistent player right now. But Anthony Edwards definitely will be the better player, in my opinion,
0: as well. I think I think so, too. I think so, too. And I think Luke is better than him right now. Uh, Jason is a better – Jason and Giannis are the better two-way players.
1: You right, know. yeah. Now, the better,
0: but I'm just talking about like basketball players. Like Luca is different to me. Like when I watch him play, I get best player in the world vibes.
1: I, I get second, second, or third. That's what I get. So you think like, is,
0: you think Tatum's better than Luca?
1: No, 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 no. Oh. I, I don't. I, I have, my rankings right now is Giannis is the best player in the world, which I think he's been the last two seasons. My man uh, had
0: two, my man had 12 points yesterday. He's not better than Luca. No, I'm just joking, no. kind of.
1: Uh kind of. <laughs> well, wait, I, I think he
0: dropped like 14 You know what? He calls Luca. himself a
1: role player. He's he's the most humble superstar we've ever had. I love it. So I'll go, Giannis. You're calling
0: you're saying a role player is better than
1: Luca. Luca's the second or third. Now, if you were to say Luca's better I'm than Steph, joking.
0: I would be like, I'm just okay. joking. Giannis is great. And, and I love Giannis's quotes.
1: Yeah, man. He just gets it, dude. He's right, funny. Every time he's funny.
0: Looking, he's he goes, like, he goes, I handle. I, I I have a great family. God had to humble me in some way,
1: you know? Yeah. What's I talking about, man? I like, so, I like – and there's no drama. I love it. i go Giannis, Steph, Luca. Do – four and five is where it gets interesting. i probably I mean, Yoke,
0: Yeah, Steph's got to be in there. Katie's in there. Go Durant. Durant's probably four. Or two. Yeah, Katie's been hooping. Like, I watch those games. I watch Brooklyn a lot. Like, he's been hooping, bro, on both sides of the floor. Yo, they <laughs> throw like – yo, to his point about his roster, they throw like three guys at him.
1: You, he made this bed. He made the, bro.
0: Yo, like when I'm hooping in the gym, I don't want to compare the NBA to, to me hooping in the gym, but (laughs) like sometimes people will be wide open like this. And my shot over three people is better than that shot because they might not even get a shot at the rim.
1: So You're the guy, you're that guy. You're like, I look at what I'm saying is
0: though, what I I know when I'm (laughs) playing with, I know when I'm playing with good players and I'll pass it to them. And I'm very, I'm fine with passing, but I might pass on the ball and they'll do something that they won't even get shot on rim. So I'd rather get an attempt. You know what I mean? So that's what yeah. Katie is thinking too. Like, I mean, like he, he got some good guys though. Like Seth, Seth Curry and Joe Harris are very good NBA players. So he, it's not like he has nobody, you know, Nick Claxton has shown improvement, but I mean, you're not, you don't, it's something with you and Katie ever since he commented on your post, you have something against them. I don't know. <laughs> Katie's <laughs> oh. great. Katie's great. Does he, he say good- some questionable things? Yeah,
1: he had, but it's not like he didn't have talent. That's what bothers me. He had talent. Like he had James Harden, he had Kyrie Irving, he had Ben Simmons. Like you know what I mean? You had Blake Griffin, LaMarcus oh, no, I'm playing. <laughs> Blake Griffin, LaMarcus. By the well, way, well.
0: by the way, I'm on TikTok now. You've been talking yeah. about TikTok a lot. I actually been on TikTok, but I just haven't posted in years. And I did you, ta- did you see me tag? Did you see me? Did you see me tag you?
1: No, I, I don't have my TikTok where I get notifications is after I open the app. I won't get it on my phone, like it won't pop up. Because you don't want it
0: to, you don't want it to distract you. But I do that with all I do that with all apps.
1: My other apps don't do that. Or I didn't set it like that. TikTok, I, I feel like they actually did that for me.
0: Well they should because it's a very addicting
1: app, but shouts to yeah. them. But once I open it up, I'll see it. But you need to do six a day. Who told you we'll, that? We'll talk off air. We'll talk off air. I'll tell you why. I can't give everyone the secret sauce. But six a day. You guys heard that. I won't tell you the whys, but now you know. But combo, it's always a pleasure. Uh, where can people find you? We have the Believe in Orlando Magic podcast as well, but I'll let you do the outro. So, where can people listen to your podcast? The Believe Podcast. Are I you got listening-
0: practice with Baby Combo. I don't know about six TikToks a day, but maybe we'll talk about I'll- it after. I'll talk to you how. You know what? You should post. actually I should post baby combo getting buckets yesterday. It was crazy on TikTok. People it will go yeah. viral. Oh, oh yeah. Uh you can find Max on Instagram at Max underscore van underscore Auckland. Catch him on TikTok. He could plug that Um, MVP podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, his name is his brand. Um, You know, you can catch me wherever you listen to podcasts at combos court, uh, C-O-M-B-O-S-C-O-U-R-T catch me on Instagram, one, two combo, catch me on TikTok, one, two combo, catch me on Twitter, combos court, catch you right here, the Believe in Magic podcast, and uh, we're here. There it was, another episode of Combo's Court. Thank you to everyone who tunes into the show across the globe. Don't forget to punch down on that subscribe button wherever you tune into the show. Big shouts to Max for having me back on his platform, the MVP. Be on the lookout for episode 421. Combo out.